1: Agents of allies, allowing alliterations about alligators. Welcome to Good Job Bring your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 214, our last episode of the season. And of course, I'm your humble host, Karen. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day, everybody. Woo. And these people are your trio of trivia tricksters who treasure tri tip and triskaidekaphobia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm Colin. I'm Dana, and I'm Chris. Those were some great
1: ones, Karen. Both of them, I really liked. Yeah. Well,
2: it's the season finale. Got to bring out the good stuff.
1: It is our last episode of this current season, our experiment season. But first things first, we had a listener challenge last week. Oh if yes! You, mm. If you didn't listen to the end of uh, episode 213, you know, go on and have a quick listen and see if you can figure it out before I spoil it here with the answer. Uh, so what I did is I played five songs. You were tasked with the mission of finding out what the theme is that ties all these songs together because they have something very, very, very specific in common. And uh, just for reference, here I'm going to play a very quick edit of the five songs really quickly. I was cruising with my favorite gang actually asked the listeners to tell us the answer via memes and GIFs.
3: I really enjoyed looking through the Twitter feed.
1: You have all spoken. A lot of people got it. Uh, It's in line with our TV theme last episode. And the answer is none other than Fresh Prince himself, Willard Smith. (laughs) Mr. Will Smith. Uh, All these songs are direct main samples used in five of Will Smith's biggest charting songs oh. we got getting jiggy with it Wawa west men in black miami and just the two of us i've been saving this quiz for <laughs> so long <laughs> this is such a karen quiz ever since i was in a car on the radio it played forget me not mm-hmm. and i go wait a minute this song is not Men in Black.
0: Karen, I just realized Forget Me Not. It's funny that that song's Forget Me Not because such a big theme of Men in Black is making people forget.
4: Oh,
3: <laughs> Dana. Even within the quiz, like for Will Smith, oh, of these five biggest hits, oh, yeah, a couple of them were for in movies that he was also in. You know, oh, yeah. it's just yeah. like he's.
0: That yeah. was the
1: formula. <laughs> he was
0: <laughs> yeah. like the biggest movie star for so long. Oh, you remember? my God. Like, the
1: summer, the <laughs> yeah. big summer. Hit, yep. hit movie yep. and hit song Yep Anyways, uh, thanks to all who have spammed us with a very well curated <laughs> Will Smith gifts. Without further ado, let's jump into our first general trivia segment Pop quiz, hotshot So, today, we have something different Oh, jeez Instead of our usual trivial pursuit card I have a pop quiz challenge Get out your pen and paper <gasps> Oh, no a real pop quiz as we're recording this the olympic trials are happening i'm pretty sure we got asked this question at least four times in pub trivia and so i'm gonna ask you guys your pen and paper did we
0: ever get it
1: i i don't (laughs) think so
0: Oh, man.
1: Those are the worst. The ones
3: the ones that come up and we all look at each other and we're like, oh, man, we oh, had we this have one before. This. And we're like, did we get it right? And we're like, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> Pens and paper out. I need you guys to list me. What are the 10 events in a decathlon? Mm. Oh, oh, modern geez. decathlon. Okay. Modern, Can we work together? Tr- no I know no, there's together. 10. Mm-hmm. There's 10 <laughs> I will I will be very generous with with my point giving. Okay. If we need some more guidance, uh, I found out that it's a, a good mnemonic is a four three three. Okay. 4 running like activities.
3: That is okay. helpful. Three
1: <clears throat> jumping like activities and right. three. Throwing things. That is very, Activity. in fact, okay. very helpful. helpful. All
0: right. I was doing terribly because I had biking and swimming on my <laughs> list. <laughs> so I'm taking those off.
1: And as reference, I am using what is uh, listed now as the current decathlon events on uh, Wikipedia. 433. Three. Mm-hmm. It's a good mnemonic going forward for running, three jumping. 3 throwing. This is this is
3: a good one. This is a good one to know cuz like they, this is easily shows up like, you know, one point for each kind of thing. Odds are pretty good. You're going to be able to know or guess at least one or two, but
1: I think a uh, average person probably knows at least 5. Okay. No. No. The one where uh, the, one,
3: three? the one where uh, my my get really my confidence is really shaky in the running ones cuz it's like I remembering all the yeah. distances and stuff. It's pretty all standard.
1: Right. Everybody keep your own score. Count the ones you got right, and we'll, we'll share with the class. We'll, all uh,
3: right, all right.
1: All right, for running, we have the shortest 100 meters, mm-hmm. then 400 meters, mm-hmm. then 1,500 meters, and then the fourth running event is a 100-meter hurdle. Okay. okay, I've
0: kind of put that under
1: jumping.
2: I put that under jumping, oh, that too. <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, But we'll see. We'll see what yeah, jumping yeah. Okay, is. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> the three jumping we got. Long jump, mm. we got Ooh. high jump, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we got pole vault.
3: Yeah, all right. Which That's is kind of like called?
1: jumping. I mean, it's elevating. All right, and the three throwing, we got shot put, mm. we got discus, we got mm. javelin.
3: Ooh. Mm-hmm. I put the hammer toss instead of the discus. I oh, should have I was thought thinking, of the discus. I, I, yeah. I got down javelin,
2: discus, shot put, and I'm like, oh, but there's there's so hammer, the hammer toss, too. What if he's yeah. said ball throw? I'm going to give you shot put for that.
0: Okay, perfect. <laughs>
2: Half point. So I'm going to say one, okay. two, three, four, five. I got seven points.
1: That's great. Fun fact there's men's and women's is different. Oh. Uh, decathlon. And the mm. only thing that's different is the hurdle. Huh. Men's is a 110 meter hurdle, women's uh. is a 100 meter hurdle. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay we <laughs> got we got they just had to have the men's have more so I, yeah. I, I don't know why <laughs> yeah. but I'll accept you know a hundred ish meters hurdle okay. or even just hurdle.
3: I did really poorly in the running ones. I did get the hundred meter <laughs> I had yeah two hundred five hundred ten thousand so not close <laughs> um <laughs> even though those might be distances and other events so I got one of the running I got all three of the jumping and then I got javelin and shot put so it looks like I got six.
0: I also got six <laughs> because we're being generous with the wording. Right, you know, I believe you that we've been asked four times and we've never gotten. <laughs> oh, ten, I really yeah. believe yeah, you. Believe I that. think happened. it's like we're like is marathon
1: part of it? Is a half marathon that, that, that
3: went through part my mind? But I, I feel like I remember when they added marathon, and I feel like it was relatively. I don't know, like in my lifetime anyway. So I think if I, it I helps us, wrong, us to remember
1: <laughs> that all mm-hmm. of these things can be done in one area, yeah, like in a track uh, and field place, uh, right? And so uh, okay, right, right. the running's cool. not going to be like around the city for 26 miles. You know, the running is as far as uh, four laps around the track, you know, about, which is 1,500 meters.
2: So I won. So I got seven points. What is my my prize? Do you win yeah. a
1: cameo? It's, it's an Olympian. two. Cameo. I'm expecting the big
2: money prizes now. Oh, I thought
1: we it. could get a track star cameo. Dude,
2: no, 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 no! no. Now, she's, now she's really going <laughs> to do be it. Cool. Hey, Chris, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Usain Bolt. I heard that you know a few seventy percent. Yeah. I heard of that the you crossed in line.
3: line first in
1: yeah. the <laughs> it slightly better. So. <laughs> well, okay job, everybody. Something to hopefully maybe I'll revisit this question in four <laughs> years for Olympics and mm-hmm. see. The how important we do that. thing
3: is not that any one of us can get all ten, it's that together we can get all ten. That's yep. what we need to focus on. Well, too.
1: I know all ten now.
3: You can be (laughs) the one who does this question. Just be like Karen.
1: Sheet to to Karen. Woo! We have a surprise shout out to Mr. Justin D from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hi, Justin. Hi, Justin. Hi, Justin. Uh, Justin. We heard you are a dedicated... This is starting to sound like a cameo. Uh, (laughs) We heard you are a dedicated professional and an incredible father uh, and uh, your partner, Julianne, wrote in and uh, she described you As her best friend and partner for over 20 years. I heard uh, your son, who's almost nine, is also a huge fan of Good Job Brain. And if my math is right, he's technically younger than this actual podcast, believe (laughs) it or not. So we thank you, you guys. We thank you, fans like you, and families like yours uh, for listening to us, for supporting us, and for being patient And for, you know, to be honest, for welcoming us back after our our long hiatus. This season has been a really great homecoming for all of us. So as our last episode of the season, we thought homecoming, home is a great topic. So this week, there's no place like home.
3: Well, hot and heavy pumpkin pie.
4: Let me come home. Home is wherever I'm with you. Oh home. Let me come home.
3: Home is wherever I'm with you. Ooh. Ooh. I have a quiz for you all uh called House and Home. And it is all about our houses—the uh, things that go into making them, making them look good, things that we uh, trick them out with to uh, right. make our lives easier. Uh, Chip well, and she- Joanna,
1: come help me! <laughs> I've watched so many HGTV shows. I'm ready for this quiz. Okay, shiplap <laughs> all over your house. <laughs> ship-lap. <Yeah.
3: laughs> shiplap! What? Farmhouse oh my chic. goodness! This is a family show. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's, uh, let's do this as a buzzer quiz here. Let's okay. get out your barnyard buzzers. Here we go. If you are having some remodeling done on your house, for example, and you need to hire a glazier, glazier, mm-hmm. what part of your house will that person be working on? Mm, let's say Dana.
0: Uh, like windows or glass in your house? Yeah,
3: that's right. Your windows, your glass, glazier, gla- glassier, if you uh, if you want to go back to oh, the Oh, how do you root. spell it?
1: With a Z or two we S's? We spell it
3: with a Z, glazier, yeah, oh, G-L-A-Z-I-E-R. But I mean, etymologically, it really is just glass person glass oh, is that glass the last
1: name Glazier. yeah that's from. right it's,
3: it's an occupational mm-hmm. last name that's right mm-hmm. glazier glazer another variation as well mm-hmm. oh. that's
4: right. yeah mm-hmm.
3: so many of these occupational names uh and no surprise glass has been around windows have been around for quite a while what has not been around for quite that long however uh are some of our modern conveniences in 1926 During the Calvin Coolidge presidency, the Mm -hmm. White House first received what fixture of a modern day household?
1: Karen. Oh, maybe it's wrong. My gut, my gut wanted to say air conditioning.
3: That's not a terrible guess. That's not a terrible guess. It's uh, Chris. Flush toilet. Not a bad guess, uh, but no, in fact, uh, plumbing goes back even earlier than you might think of the White House. Uh, Dana, what is your guess? Is it the refrigerator? It is the refrigerator. Yes. 1926, the first electric refrigerator, I should say. They would have had ice boxes and things like that. The White House actually was wired for electricity uh, in 1891 during the uh, presidency of Benjamin Harrison. Uh I read again this is according to the Department of Energy. I read that both President and Mrs. Harrison were so afraid of being electrocuted they never touched any of the light switches. I wonder how many refrigerators there are in the White House now. My grandma had like 3 just at her house, so there's probably Whoa. A- <laughs> when Trump yeah. was
0: there he had that Diet Coke refrigerator in his oh, office. Oh, is that true? Yeah. It's like just his uh-huh. Diet Coke? True.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Something the White House certainly needs today is probably a whole team dedicated to HVAC. H-V-A-C, HVAC. What does HVAC stand for? Chris.
2: Heating, Ventilation, and Air Conditioning.
3: That is correct. Wow. Yes. Any any modern build today, uh, residential office, you're going to need an HVAC person Mm -hmm. or team to come in and handle uh, one or all three of your heating, your ventilation, and your air conditioning. Oh,
1: A is and.
3: Yeah. (laughs) No, No, it's AC. Air conditioning. conditioning. Oh, oh, Oh. Yeah. In 1954, the Alliance Manufacturing Company debuted the Genie. A quintessentially American product, so successful, the company eventually changed its name to the Genie Company. What is the Genie? No, Chris.
2: I'm gonna say it's the uh, the, the the electric uh, vacuum.
3: Ooh, not a bad guess. It is something huh. involving electricity.
2: Oh, it's not very that,
3: American. Yeah. Need oh, very here. American.
2: Yeah. Very American. I mean, you
3: find them all over the world. What now. year was it? Now? 1954. Very,
2: very American. American.
3: Well, so I was gonna guess. Like,
1: I don't know if they still make these, but oh, they um, still make
3: it. Not only do they still make it, uh, they're they are one of the top two brands of this particular item today. Let me give you a little clue here. Maybe oh. uh, the the other top brand is the the Liftmaster. Why does that sound familiar? Why does that sound familiar? Why does Lift master If you have so- ever been in a suburban American home, there's a very mm-hmm. good chance you have seen, mm-hmm. used, heard one of these. Dana. Hey. A garage door? It is the remote-controlled electric garage door opener. As in
2: Open Sesame. Yes, as in Open Sesame, the genie.
3: And you don't need to get out of your car like a sucker. You just press a button, and it opens, and you drive in. That's yeah, smart. This is one of those uh, inventions. I, I looked it up. This is one of those. I love when things like this happen. It was invented independently in 1931. Uh, two two American inventors, totally different cities, both uh, came up with uh, de- de- designs for radio controlled uh, electric garage doors. How, how did it
1: work before? Was it just like a big door that you you swing out? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, either either doors
3: that you swing out, you know, kind of mm-hmm. split like a barn down the middle, or the the lift kind of up and over, which you still yeah. see. I mean, you know.
0: It's like you know. the little lock in the handle on the old houses. Oh.
2: Yeah. And it would yeah. be one solid piece of wood, and it would, you know, you'd sort of pull it out and then, you know, slide it in. That's what
3: my house has, and
2: you really, yeah. it's it's
3: a load. That thing, yeah, and you got to be careful not to clip somebody in the chin if they're standing on the other side. Yeah. Ugh. I grew up in Los Angeles, as you guys know, uh, and my house, like a lot of houses down south had terracotta floor tiles. Very popular, very common, that nice, rich, reddish color. Uh, Mm -hmm. We get the term terracotta from Italian. What does the term terracotta literally mean? Two words, terracotta. land,
0: cottage. What's (laughs)
3: How would you go about...
2: Hmm, hmm, okay. Oven?
3: Yeah, oh, Dana's on the right track. Dana's on the right track. Cut. Terracotta. Oh. Terracotta. Chris has a guess.
2: Baked earth. Yes. Oh, okay. that's Co- what Cooked, I cooked,
3: cooked <laughs> earth. Okay, last one. From 1908 to 1940, this company sold more than 70,000 homes with such colorful names as the Hathaway, the Avondale, and the Magnolia.
1: I have no idea, Chris
2: Sears Roebuck. It is the Sears what? Roebuck company. Oh, this houses. is the buy a house out of the catalog, and we yep. will send you all the parts to make a house. That is right. right. <laughs> which I, which I yep. believe,
3: Chris, Chris discussed at one point on the show prior. Oh and my god! Wow. I did some research. I was blown away by the scale of this kit home program, and also the quality of these homes. These homes were. If you, especially if you bought the really nicest ones, they were outrageously high quality. I mean, they, oh. m- m- many, if not most of them, are still standing today. That many of them are on historic, you know, landmark registers. They were really solidly built. They would ship out. I mean, by rail, you know, and not to recap Chris's whole segment, but they would ship out giant boxes, tons of materials by rail, truck it to the site, and. Basically, if you knew what you were doing and knew, like, to follow instructions, you could do it yourself. A lot of people would hire a professional to come do it for them. Eventually, Sears started, you know. I mean, which uh, people
2: do today with Ikea furniture, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
3: Yeah, it's really incredible. I learned that at one point in the Sears uh, Roebuck company history, they lost all of their master records to this program in a fire. So they don't know exactly how many were sold and where everyone who had one is. So now it, there's this kind of cool – um not guessing game, but you can kind of mm. sort of sleuth and see, yeah. like, oh, do I have a Sears home? You know, and look into it. There are clusters of them all around the country. Um, wow. uh, most of them are in Illinois, Ohio. Uh, there's a cluster in Washington D.C., but they're yeah, and you know, people who who have them and know that they have them tend to be very proud of it. And uh, what, keep what's them the up.
1: incentive? Is it price? Like, are they yeah, cheaper? Yeah, oh, okay. I mean,
3: it was. It, look, they they weren't. Cheap, cheap, cheap. I, I I ran some of the inflation calculators on what it cost to buy one of these things, and you know you could still spend up to equivalent of eighty thousand dollars, you know thereabouts, uh, to buy one of these things and have it shipped out to you. So if you live in a Sears home, Ooh. dear listener, if you're in a Sears modern home, uh, was the home line. Uh, I would love to hear about it. Yeah, there's some things you can look for. In fact, if you're not sure, like you can look for like certain shipping labels, like on the back of someone like the lumber, this like will like be just like a Chris you know- talking about his video games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look at
1: these details
3: yeah. and you can tell that this was made. Yeah. It's right. Some of the bathtubs I get, if you, if you still have the original bathtub, if you have a Sears modern home from the 1930s, some of them have a little uh, SR logo kind of cast into the bathtub uh, that you can sort of look for that. Whoa. As a little oh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought that was pretty neat.
1: Cool. All right, everybody. It's not good job, Brain, if we don't talk about some weird animals. So here I have a very <laughs> quick animal home name quiz. Some of them are really cool words and I've written them in a quiz that hopefully will clue you in on the word. Here we go. Use your barnyard buzzers and buzz in for this animal home quiz. A bee lives in a hive. Where does a wasp live in? Chris.
2: The nest.
1: No. no. Oh. I've Various. only ever heard of I mean, wasp an But it, like, the expression, the yeah, expression, Karen. There's a special term for oh. a bee is to a hive, a uh-huh. wasp is to a... Jive. The term is vespiary. Oh. oh. Like apiary for oh. bees. Ah. Vespiary. Yes. As we know, uh, Colin drives a, a Vespa. Vespa is named for wasp, vespiary. Oh, that's a fun word
3: to say. I know. So, yeah,
2: that's a really fancy name for something that, uh, I, whenever you see it, you're like, oh no, you disgusting. Rid <laughs> of that.
1: Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite things to do online is there's a guy I think in Tennessee. He does bee removal. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I'm sure it's like a a regional problem for that area where bees will just start making hives like coming into the houses into the walls and stuff and so they need like this bee removal guy to safely yeah uh do some surgery on the house and protect the bees it's it's wild it's it's, it's borders <laughs> between like awe and disgust um here we go next question clothing company american eagle Named their official offshoot lounge and underwear brand this, fittingly. Huh. Clothing company American Eagle. Chris? Irie? Yes, it is. Is it Irie? Feeling I Irie. think it's
2: Irie. Not Airy.
1: Mm-hmm. I always I pronounce the- Airy. It's like from or, Game of Thrones? Yes. The <sighs> eagle nest or any uh, scary predator bird nest is usually mm-hmm. called that as well. Yeah.
3: I did not get that reference from Game of Thrones. The, the dozens and oh. dozens of times that they said it, I did not realize it's it. so tall. Yeah, it may, mm-hmm. I just assumed it was an in-universe word. Well, that's great.
1: Oh, so some squirrels. I don't know if you guys know this. I didn't know this until I read this. Some squirrels build nests using twigs and leaves like high up in trees. And the name for these squirrel homes or nests is not to be confused with the richest man in hip hop.
3: The (laughs) richest man in hip hop.
1: Kanye's. (laughs) (laughs) Incorrect. Colin.
3: Hova's.
1: That's a good one. That That's sounds like one. a house name. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: squirrel nests are called Dreys. Ah, Dreys. Oh. Uh. Dr. Dre. Um, spelled differently, D R E Y mm. is the name of our squirrel nest. Squirrel nest. Dre. Dr. Dre made oh. made billions in his Beats by Dre acquisition by Apple, uh, mm. launching him to becoming the probably the richest man in hip hop. All right, next question. The nest of our Good Job Brain mascot animal, the beaver, is often called a dam, but it actually has this handsome name uh, as the name for its nest, reminiscent of a cabin in a ski resort. Colin, is it a lodge? It is a lodge. Yeah. Okay. Don't call that. it dams. They live <laughs> yeah. in lodges. I thought you were going
0: to say chalet or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really did. Yeah. It in their chalets. Like- They're French Canadian. Like a little beret on. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Other names for animal homes that did not make it into this quiz uh, include a badger's nest is called a set. Huh. S-E-T or S-E-T-T. Uh, a pheasant a home for pheasants is called a nide n-i-d-e a nide Hmm. all right good job everybody Yay! another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals So I have a, an announcement. We started a charity fund officially called Good Job, comma, Brain, Exclamation Point Charity Fund. I fought for that exclamation. Um, so I used a chunk of my my the chase, my game show winnings, to seed this charity fund so we can give grants to groups and organizations that we think embody the spirit of Good Job, Brain uh, for years to come. And we just finalized our first batch of grant. Recipients. So one of our recipients is the Crucible in Oakland, which is a industrial arts workshop and facility. And they teach classes with fire, with metal, ceramics, glass. It's so cool. And they also have an award winning uh, youth program that have scholarship for for kids to learn some of these cool industrial arts. And then Chris, we have another grant recipient
2: Yes, uh, this is a, a nonprofit that I've done some volunteer work with. Very near and dear to my heart. It's called the Video Game History Foundation. It is actually here in the Bay Area. Uh, also, uh, I mean, they're doing a whole bunch of stuff: uh, building a library of uh, video game periodicals, which is very, very important because magazines get thrown away. You know, so much of the history is is in those magazines. They have to be kept in good condition and, and also, you know, made available uh, for for researchers. Reaching out to game developers, trying to find source code. Trying to find games wow. uh, that might be sitting on floppy disks that might be sitting next to an electromagnet and need to be rescued, <laughs> and you know, before they, you know, doing, the, you know, just 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 everything from interviewing uh, video game developers while they're still alive to saving the games and saving magazines, saving everything so that historians now and far into the future are mm. going to be able to have the materials that they need to tell. The story of the history of video games properly.
0: So the um, charity I picked is also one that I volunteered with. It's called um, Black Girls Code. It is to encourage girls, black girls, them to become more confident in STEM, like to give them experiences mm-hmm. coding or programming. I helped with a website design class with them, and that was really fun. And then I also did a talk. About getting into the video games industry. And that cool. was really fun. You know, I'll be honest, it is lonely in tech to be a black woman. <laughs> so I do want more more. Well, black especially women like
1: at a young age too. I'm sure it like it feels so nice to see role models, but also to see like peers mm. of the same age group into the stuff that you're into too.
0: And people are real excited when you're real excited too. It's so fun. Yeah, so it's a great organization. I'm so proud that we got to donate some money to them.
1: So yes, so those are our first grant recipients. Thank you. If you want to recommend or suggest a nonprofit group, uh, you can actually do that on our site.
3: And the goal definitely like to highlight maybe some smaller organizations or groups that, you know, might not get the uh, attention otherwise. Mm. Yeah.
1: I'm researching on some, some beaver <laughs> <laughs> conservation <laughs> society. upgrade those lodges to chalets <laughs> if it's the last thing Karen does.
3: I want to see every beaver in this country with a chalet.
2: We gave this beaver $1,000, which he shredded and used to build <laughs> a new challenge.
0: It
1: just made its lodge a little greener. All right, Chris, and I heard you have
2: a, a word quiz for us. I do, Karen, and I have to apologize to you because this quiz is about uh, English language idioms.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Figurative,
2: <Okay>. metaphorical <laughs> phrases used in the I'm English language. i eat a sandwich. I know. <laughs> we'll we'll see you uh We'll get. We'll send somebody to get you when it's uh, when it's over. No, maybe you'll get, so you. You literally no. have
0: a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> she really does have a, a turkey
2: sandwich. Ready to go. Not even joking around. No, no, no. I mean, Karen, you might get some of these. Come on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you the literal meaning of some uh, metaphorical, idiomatic English uh, phrases, and you will tell me what idiom I am referencing. Now, of course, as a solving aid, and and to theme it to this episode, each one of these phrases has the word home in it. For example, no points. If I were to say to earn the money for the household, you might say
0: Bring home the oh, bacon. Bring home, bring
2: home, the, home, home the, bacon. the bacon. There we go. <laughs>
1: It's not bread. Oh, you're it's thinking of bread. bread?
3: Breadwinner? Are you thinking of breadwinner? breadwinner?
2: Yeah, oh. yeah. No. breadwinner. Also, but also bring home the bacon. Yeah, not bring. Off home to the a bread. good start here. Off to a great oh, no. start <laughs> already, Chris.
0: Okay. Well, she has a sandwich. She's fine.
2: Carrie's got her sandwich. That's why she's yeah. thinking of bread, though. All right. Well, here we go. Question number one. Get your barnyard buzzers ready. Rural, small town, simple, unpretentious, earthy. Colin? Is it down home? Down home. I'm looking down for down home. home. Okay. okay. All right. Number two. Here we go. Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. Uh, oh. Colin?
3: Uh, is that the the chickens have come home to
1: roost?
2: The chickens okay. have come home to roost. The chickens <laughs> are coming home to roost. So that, you are that about means to. Like... Consequences of your actions are are being visited on you.
1: Okay. But in a bad way.
2: But in a bad way, definitely yeah, yeah, in a yeah. bad way. You're, uh, you've you've done something bad and now, it's, yeah. It's coming, <laughs> yep. Okay. Number three. Feel free to behave as if you lived here. Dana.
0: Make yourself at home.
2: Make yourself at home. Number four. Make a point extremely clear so there is no question about it. Colin? Oh, uh,
3: drive the point home. Drive
2: oh, the drive point home, home, or hammer it home. Drive oh, it home, or hammer it home. Oh, oh. Yeah, um, I'm past all the obstacles that I'm in a secure position to succeed. Oh. Karen,
1: no, I was gonna say something about home free. That's it, home
4: free.
2: You got it, you got it. I believe that comes from like having Baseball? rounded third base. The ball's nowhere near you. Yeah, home free. Okay, all night long. For an extended period, no end in sight. Uh, oh, Colin!
3: Uh, until the cows come home.
2: Until the cows come home. Yes. Okay. Unimpressive. Unimpressive. Didn't make a big impression on me.
3: Uh, oh, Colin! It was nothing to write home about. Nothing oh. to write home about.
2: Oh, yeah. Hey, okay. hey, nice what job!
1: Write home about. Mm.
2: I'm going to end my participation in this in a way that prevents you from continuing on with it as well.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> that sounds mean,
2: Dana.
0: I'll take my ball home with me. Or, or yeah, or yeah, like yeah.
2: Yes, yeah. uh, yeah, so I'm going to take my ball and go home. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, if, if we say somebody took their football and went home or something like that, it means they.
0: Nobody they, else they, gets to play. They didn't like how they
2: were being treated, so they it was their ball. <laughs> That's so right. They took it and went home, and now Game nobody gets to play. Game
0: over, the ball. everybody. Game over. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, uh, a couple more. Fully deplete someone else's resources. Huh, Dana?
0: You eat them out of house and home.
2: You eat them out of mm, house and home. Mm, if you mm. fully deplete someone else's resources, <laughs> yep. Okay. That person does not seem like they're getting it. I don't think they're picking up on what's going on. Oh,
3: uh, my, it's just, it's uh, the, my dad likes the expression: uh, "The lights are on, but nobody's home." The lights, are on, a, yeah. home. So lights are on, but
0: nobody's <laughs> it's home. so mean. Lights are on, but nobody's home. it was like not, yeah. also the elevator doesn't reach the top floor. That was the oh, other that's one. That's <laughs> one. That's a good <laughs> oh, one. Oh. <laughs> yeah,
2: and finally. What's past is past. What's past? No. Yeah.
1: See, it's water you, you under, it the, home. Water under <laughs> water the home. Water
2: under water the under home. Water under the home. Sometimes. A lot of insurance does not cover that, so you want to be aware <laughs> in California.
3: What's past is past. What's past
2: is, is past, hmm. and if you were to try to revisit it, it would not work out well. For oh, you. oh,
0: okay. Dana, Dana you can never go home again.
2: You can never go home mm. again. Yep, yep. On that cheery thought, <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will end this quiz. All right. Well, good job, well, everybody. You pretty, you got uh, everything eventually. Cool, so that job. was torture.
1: Good job. <laughs> oh torture. My gosh.
0: Can I go next? Because I think I think you're gonna like this one.
1: Okay. Okay. Yay, yay, yeah. 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 I can participate.
2: Get in, Karen yeah. back into the show.
0: Yeah. My, when you said home, um, immediately in my mind started like spitting out addresses of famous uh, shows or characters like where characters Ooh. live. I was like, I'm just going to make that be the quiz. Oh, I'm going to give you the address. Nice. And then you buzz in and you tell me what show or or film or book is set at that place. All right, uh, all and right. bonus point if you can name somebody who lives there.
4: Okay. That Ooh. address.
0: And so kind of as a point of clarification with it. These addresses are where the internet says this work of art takes place. Like, I've checked them as much as I could. And sometimes different authors will have slightly different addresses. But this is for sure an address. And, oh, another thing. Sometimes the internet's like, you can see this building at this address. But that's not the address from the show. That's just the real-life address. (laughs) So I'm going to ask about the address from the show. Not the real-life location of that building. So we'll kick it off with with a classic Who lives at 221B Baker Street, London, UK?
1: Ooh, we got city and country. Mm. Karen. That is uh, Sherlock
0: Holmes. How about apartment 5A, 129 West 81st Street, New York, New York? I think that was... Me. uh, Karen,
1: Karen. Karen. That was me.
3: I know okay.
0: Karen knows it, but I buzz
3: too. Oh. I initially was
1: going to say friends, but now, because of your clue, I feel like it's Seinfeld. It is Seinfeld. Oh, yeah! Who huh. lives there? Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yes, that's
0: Jerry Seinfeld's address on Seinfeld. Uh, how about 124 Conch Street, Bikini Bottom Pacific Ocean? Uh. <laughs> Colin? SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. Mr. He's SquarePants. the last name, that's yes. right. How about... Number four, Privet Drive, Little Whinging, Surrey, UK. <laughs> Karen, I think I heard. Oh, yes.
1: From, from the Harry Potter universe. And uh-huh. Harry Potter lives there with the Dursleys.
0: That's right. Petunia Vernon Dudley also live there.
1: All right. How about 805
0: St. Cloud Road, Bel Air, California? <laughs> Chris.
2: Uh, the the Banks family, the uh, Carlton Banks is one of the people who lives there. Also, <laughs> yes. Ashley Banks, Uncle Uncle Philip Banks, Jeffrey. Jeffrey might live there. Does he live there? Oh yeah, I does Jeffrey live, live, live in? There? Okay, it's the Fresh Prince in. of Bel Air. Is Will Smith's character on that show named Will Smith? I think mm-hmm. it is, right? Yes. Yeah,
0: but William and not Willard. Yeah. Really? Oh,
2: okay. oh interesting. Okay. That's how they. Yeah. That's how they <laughs> legally <I> guess, <laughs> yeah. get around. Yeah, Finley Vale. So.
0: That's one of the ones where the house is not actually in Bel Air, it's in a mm-hmm. different part of LA. Oh, uh, yeah. like the
1: the, the the exterior shot of the house. Yes, mm. but on
0: the show the address is there. Okay. How about eighty-four Rainy Street, Arlen, Texas? Uh would
3: that be the Hill residence? Hank, Peggy, Bobby, uh Ladybird. <laughs> <the first. Right. laughs> What's the show? Uh, From King of the Hill, of course.
0: How about 31 Spooner Street, Quahog, Rhode Rhode Island? Uh I think I heard a rooster first.
2: (laughs) It was the the Griffins from Family Guy, Peter Griffin.
0: How about this one? 1313 Mockingbird Lane, Mockingbird Heights. Colin.
3: That is the Munster family from the Munsters, I believe.
0: Yes. Wow. That Do you know dogs. any of their names?
3: Oh. oh, sure. Well, there's uh, Eddie? Herman Munster. There's uh, Lily Munster. Oh, wow. Uh There's uh, Maril- Cousin Marilyn. There's Grandpa Munster. I guess that's his name, Grandpa. Yeah, great job. Wow, you really know your monsters. I watched, I watched monsters. a lot of Munsters when I was a kid. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay, this one is a little bit tricky. They've had different address is on the show but i really wanted to include it okay Um, and this is from their biggest fan site says that this is their address that's my disclaimer okay 1882 gerard street san francisco california karen
1: full house
0: full house good guess who lived there uncle who didn't live there
1: (laughs) jesse that's right is that a guy the twins I don't even know their last, names. <laughs> they oh, twins their last name. They were His kids
0: were the twins. Oh
1: yeah, they're not twins. They're not <laughs> twins
0: <laughs> on the show. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was gonna say there are no twins, but he had twins on the show.
2: He did, oh, Uncle. He Joe. did, and they That's lived there.
0: The Tanner family lived there.
2: Tanner, That's what it was, the Kasachalas Tanner family, family. Okay.
0: and uh, also Uncle Joey Gladstone lived there.
2: <laughs> Joey and the uh, and the, the beaver puppet yeah. There. yeah so this
0: one's tricky because they're the house from the um intro of it is actually at 1709 broderick street in san francisco mm-hmm. so there's tours to see the full house house but that wasn't the address they that they had on it. the show right, mm-hmm. right 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 mm-hmm. all right how about 308 negra arroyo lane albuquerque new mexico
3: Colin. The uh the white residents, Walter White and Skyler White and uh Walt Jr. from from uh uh Breaking Bad.
0: Yes, it is. Sixteen thirty Ravello Drive, Sunnydale, California. <laughs> Karen.
1: Buffy the vampire slayer. Yes. Oh yeah. and, and Buffy lives there.
0: Yes, Buffy Summers lives there. Oh, summers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 227 Lexington Place, Washington, DC. Oh. Chris.
2: I believe the show is oh. called 227.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you name any characters? Mary.
2: Was Jack A on that show? <laughs> yeah,
0: Colin said it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey. Colin it, said it.
0: Mary.
2: Oh, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Regina okay. King?
0: Was she on that show? Oh. You know, well, she I it think it she was. Was she the was she the teenage daughter? Or I think so daughter? because when I started yes. seeing Regina King yes. again, I was like she was on that show up. I watched a lot when I was a little kid Yeah just a few more here we go. How about 495 Grove Street apartment 20 New York New York Karen.
1: This is Friends.
0: This is Friends. Oh. Yeah. Uh, who
1: lives there? At some point, everybody except for Ross lived there, but it's, you, you credit as as Monica's grandma's apartment.
0: Yes, that's right. Although right before we recorded, I found an article that was like, turns out Ross lived there for a summer before he went to college for dance. With his grandma. So all six of them have oh, oh, the canon. Okay. Yeah, yeah canon. Okay. Okay. The prequel. How about 1407 Gray Malkin Lane, Salem Center, New York? Colin, that
3: is uh, Professor Charles Xavier's school for gifted oh, youngsters from the
0: X Men universe. Yes, can you name anybody who lived there?
3: Uh, I guess I'll say uh, Charles Xavier. I believe lived uh, there. I'll take it. dean <laughs> Grey,
0: Scott, Wolverine, Scott Summers. Yeah, Jubilee. Yep. Okay, this next one's technically not a show or a okay. movie or anything. But I really like this one, so I'm. This is my last one. I'm leaving. Thirteen, thirteen, webfoot walk, Duckburg, Calisota.
1: <laughs> Karen, Ducktales. Woo. Uh-huh. Scrooge McDuck. No. He lives in Duckburg.
0: There are a lot of people who live in Duckburg. Turns out,
1: but that address,
0: <laughs> but not there. That's a, a two working class for Scrooge like McDuck. A oh, working class, <laughs> or it's two. Donald live there. It's not a mansion there. The That's Donald. one of Donald Duck's addresses.
2: <laughs> one of his many he <laughs> <kids> had <laughs> a tear
0: he he lived somewhere else in Duckburg as well, but that's one of the main ones. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <too> was
1: working <laughs> class
2: for Scrooge. I think stuff. the I think if you look, okay. I think if you look you will find the number 1313 a lot as a reference to the monsters because that 1313 Mockingbird Lane is so iconic oh, and well-known. Like the yeah. classic. Yeah, cuz that's one of the only ones where the 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 street address comes up a lot in
3: the, Yeah, in the I do feel like it came up a lot in the context of the show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> they really want to just drive that point home if you will,
2: Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.
1: So I have a segment, but be prepared. Uh, I have a lot of context and story about how I got to my segment. So please uh, uh, bear with me. It's kind of a, a behind the scenes look at my brain and how I prepare for the show. So hopefully you'll find this journey uh, interesting or maybe <laughs> frustrating. We don't know. Um, so, so me and my partner, we, we play you know the game Heads Up. It's on mm-hmm. your phone. It's it's almost like you have a mystery word like on a card up against your head, oh, and you don't okay. know what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of our favorite topics. You can choose different categories. is called movie buffs. Hmm. And so one day we were playing it, and a, a, a movie. One of the movies that came up was was called Oblivion. A Tom Cruise sci-fi movie, which prompted me to read uh, Tom Cruise's whole filmography. <laughs> and then I went to a cruise hole, and then I then I came across the movie Cocktail. I don't know if you guys remember Cocktail. Of course, yeah. legendary and soundtrack course, as well. Yeah. Yes, Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Was the single that came out of that movie for the soundtrack? Man, I used to love Kokomo as a kid because you get to like sing out like a string of place names and it's really fun. Chorus starts with Bermuda, Bahama. Then that prompted me being like, hey, you know, I actually don't know a lot about Bermuda, um, other than the fact that it's in Kokomo and like the Bermuda Triangle. (laughs) Um, I don't really know much about the country, so I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll read about the country. So I went to learn a little bit more about Bermuda and I found something really, 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 really interesting about the houses there. And I was like, oh my God, when we set up this, this topic for this episode, I was like, this is my segment. It's so cool. So I actually prepared a whole segment and I kid you not, what time is it? It's, it's almost three. As of five hours ago, five hours ago this morning, my friend texted me a link to an article um, that was published today on Lad Bible, you know, the kind of like the social news, you <gasps> yeah, know, yeah. viral, interesting fact site. And my friend texted me this and was like, hey, this might be interesting on Good Job Brain. And the article title is Why Every House in Bermuda Has a White Roof. Oh. It is literally my segment. It, <laughs> I cannot believe it. It happened this morning. Makes me think I'm an inception or something. It's just, it's so strange that, like, someone on a different part of the world ended up learning about this fact too and then wrote about it on the same day. And Lad Bible is pretty big and and pretty pervasive with their cool facts and stuff. And I was like, oh man, I don't want to risk duping. Uh, trivia information or do I find a new segment and so I do have a new segment sorry all of that context oh they so have you're, no
2: not <laughs> you're not doing <laughs> it not <all. laughs> here's
1: just information about the segment I'm not all doing so you guys just go to Bermuda you'll happen. figure it out
0: it's- you should read up on it look at land yeah. bible yeah I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just scared yeah. someone's gonna be like oh you copied that or like you know it's a beta yeah. mine off no 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 it's just we independently came up with this or came across like, this I like saying your thought process yeah. it adds up to to me.
3: Yeah, two people invented the remote control garage door opener in 1931. So yeah, two people can yeah can find the same thing interesting.
1: You, you should read it on Lad Bible. It's also on on Atlas Obscure and on BBC as well. TLDR: The roofs are white and they're shaped like stairs, like steps, and it's because there's no fresh water. Even though they're surrounded by ocean, there's no fresh water. So this type of roof helps them collect rain. Oh, it's very pretty. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's very cool. So now my actual segment, I don't know, Chris, Dana, that you guys know this, but like I pass by Colin's house every day, at oh. least at oh. least once a day, sometimes twice, not because I'm like a creepy stalker or anything. <laughs> yeah. Colin yeah. lives close to to our daycare. So, so we drive by his house like all the time. This past week, Thursday, to be exact, we passed <laughs> by Colin's house yet again. And I saw that they had this big green compost bag on their doorstep. <laughs> and now let me tell you, I saw that and I immediately knew what it was for because I also leave out a big green uh, compost bag on my doorstep every Thursday. Turns out Colin and I use the same diaper service, the same compostable diaper service. Anyway, so that serves as the inspiration for this segment it's real. It happened. Um, <laughs> and I want to introduce you to a man called Victor Mills. He's a chemical engineer who worked at Procter & Gamble for 35 years uh, since the 1920s. And this is when Procter & Gamble, now a big giant in health industry and con- consumer goods. Back then, they they were making like soaps and candles. And he was actually one of the first chemical engineers to work there. His task was to perfect the process of making ivory soap. So we all know ivory uh-huh. soap. Back then, making soap was a batch process. They, they have a big vat of soap and then they have to pour it out batch by batch. And it was really labor intensive. It was really time intensive. And so Victor Mills invented a way so that they can keep adding new soap mixture and they can keep pumping out the soap mixture to make a, a continuous uh, uh-huh. process, a continuous amount of soap. It totally made production more efficient. Um, And after perfecting the ivory soap production, Victor Mills then moved on to the next challenge, and it was how to stop peanut butter from separating. So Uh, now he worked on ivory soap.
3: Now Mm -hmm. his job
1: was to be like- great
3: problems of our time. (laughs) Yes.
1: I mean, Mm -hmm. it's funny because now we're like, ooh, oil separation. That means it's natural and that means it's artisanal. (laughs) But back then they're like, we don't want any separation. Yeah, how can
2: we we stop this? We stop nature.
1: And he had an emulsifying process in using different types of oils so that it's not just peanut oil and the peanut matter. And so what came out of it was Jif. Ah. ah, Choosy moms, choose Jif. Then his next challenge was Duncan Hines cake mix. Huh. It was the worst selling cake mix at the time. <laughs> it clumped. People complained about it all the time. And Victor Mills uh, was like, hey, let's run this through a, basically it's like a big drum polishing machine to break the clumps mm-hmm. down. And they turned it out and it was finer and Duncan Mix became number one. From the worst cake mix Man. that people complain about <laughs> to number one. He's like, What else you got? He's like, I'm your fixer. You yeah. got it. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. squish it for right. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The next thing that he squished, well, we got a problem with potato chips, you know, because uh bags of potato chips, they're filled with air. They're so voluminous. The chips are never in a regular shape, you know, when you make it from real potatoes. Mm -hmm. So let's make a chip that, you know, is the same size that can be uh, put together in a very efficient way. He helped out with Pringles. You know, you said
0: he squished potato
1: chips. I was like, it's Pringles. Pringles." Someone did invent the shape. He helped invent the process of, or I mean, he introduced the process of uh, making the potato into slurry <laughs> or potato yeah. flakes. Um, yeah. Fun fact, they were not allowed to be called chips yeah. back then.
4: That's right. Yeah. They're not allowed to be called
1: chips oh, now. They're not allowed to be called chips today. I thought that
3: was just back then. No, if you buy a can of Pringles today, it does not say potato crisp. chips.
1: They're crisps. All right. Victor Mills, <laughs> said, what else you got? What else you got? What else you got? Well, Tucker <laughs> Gamble's like, hey, we just bought a uh, paper pulp plant. Like great. Which I believe was became Charmin or was Charmin. And they're, <laughs> they're like, just, okay, they're well. just trying to throw problems at him now. They're like, oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, okay. Kid. As, the, as the legend goes, he was changing the diapers of his grandkids and he hated it. And back then, it was all cloth diapers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we mix this paper plant pulp?
3: Mm-hmm. And he
1: invented. Hampers. amazing. He is wow. the father of disposable diaper.
2: It's all the same stuff: Ivory soap, Giff, Pringles, yeah, Duncan Hines cake mix, and then
0: s- extrude it. Just squirt it right out.
2: Blend it all up. Stuff it. Stuff yeah. it all in a diaper, and uh, <laughs> you're good to go.
1: They're not allowed to call them diapers. They're diaper shaped
3: crisps. <laughs> so, that, yeah, yeah.
1: Victor Mills contributed to so much of our. Our household activities so so we salute you sir he lived to uh to a hundred mm. amazing mm. Yeah. amazing i love
0: it i feel like he saw the matrix he's like you know what puzzles i can solve This one's about blending and squishing stuff.
1: Anyways, so that's my big long story of how I got to this segment. Wow! Yeah, Uh, from uh, Tom Cruise to to here. Um, Wait, how did you get from Bermuda to this guy? Well, I had to change my, I had to pivot because I didn't want to do my Bermuda (laughs) segment anymore, and I thought about. Uh, passing by Colin's house and seeing his diaper.
2: And that's where a good job brain segment comes from, everybody. The the whole stream of consciousness just jumping from thing to thing until you land on something drove, you drive by Colin's house and see a big bag full of baby poop and it just gives you the inspiration.
1: All right. Thank you guys for for bearing with me. I liked it.
2: Okay, well, we are nearing the end of this episode, which means we are nearing the end of the season finale of season two of Good Job Brain. Well, what does that mean? That does not mean that uh, we here at Good Job Brain are going to blast ourselves off into the sun and never come back. We hope... (laughs) (laughs) What this means is we're going to take a little bit of time, recharge the old batteries, think about what we want to do for season three, um, and then, you know, keep an eye on the Good Job Brain Twitter, the Good Job Brain Facebook, or or the Good Job Brain website, and we'll let you know when we're ready to start producing episodes in season three again. But what this does mean is, you know, no new episode next week or the week after that. We're just setting expectations, and then when season three happens again, it will be when we know that we've got a nice core group of 10 episodes ready to kind of go out in a in a weekly uh, uh, progression for you. So you get a nice batch of content.
1: This was our, our first try at a season structure and a new mm-hmm. way of recording podcasts, you know, using tech we hit, we've never tried before. So uh, mm-hmm. due to social distancing and such. And even though this is our last episode of the season, uh, we're already working on uh exciting experimental stuff uh for next season probably happening in the fall we'll have maybe some bonus content until then here and there feel free to let us know how you liked or hated uh, this past 10 episode (laughs) 10 episode season uh let us know i'm
0: excited for what we're planning when we kick it back off like we have some really exciting fun things planned
2: all right, folks. Well, anyway, we know that this is sort of a bittersweet moment. Uh, you know, there's you're feeling a lot of feelings right now. <laughs> you know, you're happy that we came back. You're sad that we're leaving again. We just wanted to, to leave you off here with something that maybe sums everything up for us. Uh, Mr. James Taylor. Mr. James Taylor, friend of the show. He's going to take it from here. Just yesterday morning, they posted more good job, brain. I kind of figured they were at the end. We celebrated, and we popped some champagne. But now they're taking another break again. I've seen fire, and I've seen rain. Seen Karen win a bunch of money on the Chase. I've seen cameos by Didi Khan from Greece, and I'll probably seen more. Good job, rain.